Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this Tuesday, the 28th day in November of 2023. I'm your host, Michael Kimmett, bringing you four of the most crucial current events in cyber and technology that you need to make it through your Tuesday. We're going to start in Nashville, Tennessee, where a hospital company, Ardent Healthcare, is based. And they're having an issue since at least the 23rd of November because they've been the victim of a ransomware event, which has had significant impact on a number of their 37 healthcare facilities, which do span across the United States. With some hospitals and healthcare facilities rerouting all emergency patients to other locations. And there have been cases where people being rushed by ambulance have to be rerouted mid-ambulance trip, resulting in longer trips to hospitals, which has a direct impact on the ability to save lives. And the healthcare industry at large is a prime target for ransomware incidents because organizations whose job it is to save lives where minutes matter are more likely to pay ransom to restore services and deal with what that means after the fact than some other companies. What you need to know is that a number of hospitals are impacted, so if you're being rerouted or your appointments rescheduled, that's probably why. We're going to move to water, because like healthcare, water is critical for a human to function in the world. And in the case of a North Texas company, a municipal water district, the Daizen ransomware gang is claiming to have hacked the North Texas Municipal Water District, stealing over 33,000 files. These files include board meeting minutes, internal project documentation, audit reports, personal details of employees, and maybe customers. And so this is very significant because it means that the ransomware group can basically blackmail the water district and or commit fraud against its customers or employees. This is very problematic because not only is the water district at a potential liability for blackmail, meaning that the money that should be spent to clean, purify, operate, and provide sustainable water is at risk here, but also the people who rely on it are now at risk. And more importantly, while just documents were stolen, Again, the implication here is that by targeting a water district, a ransomware group could intentionally or even unintentionally impact the ability for water to flow, in this case, in North Texas. And if what I just said about ransomware's ability to impact the flow of water wasn't alarming enough to you, we have another incident, this one in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where a remote outpost in the Municipal Water Authority of Alakipa, which serves thousands of customers in Northwest Pittsburgh with water, also suffered a cyber attack. This one's very interesting, because it wasn't Daizen trying to gain financial notoriety or uh, some sort of windfall from a financial standpoint. Rather, this Pittsburgh event was conducted by a group known as the Cyber Avengers which is very much aligned with the uh, ruling party in Iran, and who has a history of targeting products related to water in Israel. And the Municipal Water Authority of Alakipa uses Israeli-made software. 
And so the company was forced to take equipment offline and use backup tools to, quote, maintain water pressure. Now, this cyber attack did uh, have officials reassuring people that drinking water has not been affected by the incident, although that may not be entirely true because, again, these workers had to manually use backup tools to maintain water pressure, meaning that a cyber group that is aligned with Iran, we don't know if it's controlled by Iran or who exactly is directing the group, but their social media would strongly suggest that they do things that they believe are in Iran's interests, have impacted the ability of a water company in the United States to maintain water pressure via their normal computer systems. This is a huge thing of concern, and there's a big industry around making sure that the, the water companies and other critical resources have adequate cyber protection. But again, this is this weird cross-section where, because the company used an Israeli-based product, they increase their risk because a group of individuals in Iran regularly practice and target against their enemy, Israel, and also want to make people who align with Israel, in this case, suffer. So, Cyber Avengers impact a water authority in Pittsburgh, have some level of impact, drinking water is safe, don't panic, but it does herald a huge amount of emphasis that needs to be placed in critical resources from, in this case, hacktivists. We're going to move all the way across oceans to Australia, where we just talked about ransomware and how they can have devastating impacts in hospitals and water. And to help curtail some of this ransomware activity, many governments were highly encouraging companies to not pay the ransom to engage law enforcement. And many countries even were outright banning the ability of private companies on pain of further financial fines to not pay ransoms. In other words, it would be illegal for you to pay a ransom if you were a victim. Now, what's interesting here is that the government of Australia was leading the charge in that area, saying that they did not want people to pay ransoms. However, Australian authorities and leaders have said that they cannot continue on that track, that it does not make sense at the scale of ransomware, of data and critical resources being held ransom impacting people. And so it looks like they're going to drop the plans that they had that would ban effectively businesses from making ransomware payments. The country is revamping their national cybersecurity strategy, and the hope is that by dropping these requirements, they can introduce mandatory reporting obligations so that when ransomware operations occur, details that will allow law enforcement to go after them are provided by these private companies. So instead of saying you must never pay them and therefore the incident never gets reported, or if they do pay, they definitely don't want to report it, the government is saying do what you need to do but give us the details so that we can target these criminals from a law enforcement standpoint. And hopefully that will help reduce ransomware operators in the future by levying law enforcement, police, and Interpol agents against them moving forward. That'll do it for me today. Thank you all so very much. Have a fantastic and outstanding Tuesday. It's going to be a great one, so stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy, and we'll see you tomorrow. Michael Kimmett, signing off. Ciao.
Welcome back, listeners. Today's tip of the cap goes to a crane operator out of England. Glenn Edwards is getting a sincere tip of the cap because while working as a crane operator, a fire erupted on the top of a high-rise next to his construction site. And so risking uh, a huge number of elements, he was able to use a cage attached to his crane to shield a man stranded on top of a high-rise on fire and dramatic and deadly winds, guiding him to safety, saving his life. So to you, Glenn Edwards, for your expertise in not only being able to save someone, but taking the risk to do so, resulting in a better planet and no death this day, a sincere tip of the cap, and please keep on craning.